welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of The Bliss Project, three-time fitness world champion, fitness expert, and cover model turned self-love junkie, lifestyle entrepreneur, and author. Each week, I'll bring you a guest or a thought that will help you bust through your fears, connect to your soul, and get focused and clear so you can elevate your life, business, and relationships. We don't wait until we're ready for someone to tell us we're good enough. We take what we want and we anoint ourselves. Get ready to earn, own, and unapologetically rock your happiness every single day. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello, friends and fam. Welcome back to the show. I'm really thrilled that you're here as always, or I would be just talking to no one. (laughs) So I'm so grateful for you guys for showing up. And it's so crazy because social media is so cool because it truly makes me feel like I know who I'm talking to. Like I'm picturing all of the women who are sending me the stories from their car or from their run or from where their baby's on their lap or they're sitting on Saturday morning and they're finally getting their personal development in and soul time. And thank you guys so much for inspiring me in that way, showing me all the different ways that women in the world who have these busy lives and families and such amazing things going on are getting in that personal time to really feel their soul and feel better. So I just want to thank you so much for connecting with me and sharing your life with me because you guys I'm a fellow like podcast junkie I listen to them on my runs I listen to them on my walks so I legit feel like I know the podcast hosts and I usually don't and I'm like oh my god I'm like talking back to this person so I so get when you're like oh my god I feel like I know you hey right there with you sister and I probably do know you because we are all so alike. So I'm so excited about today's guest. But before we do that, I want to remind you that I want to actually know you. So I would love to be in the room with you. If you want to come on my book tour, you can go to a tribe called bliss.com. This is round two of the book tour. That's how much I loved it. Like some people are like, oh my God, the book tour was exhausting. I was like, I've never felt like I've had so much fun in my entire life. I love this conversation. I love helping women build their tribe. I love taking the the mystery and the fear out of all of these stories about going to your next level. I love connecting people. I love showing how transformation can be fun and light and how we can laugh at ourselves. And yes, there's serious stuff, but you guys, life is good if we let it, right? We can have fun if we allow that in our life. And it's truly just a beautiful place to connect and create that space. So please join me on the road. I'm going to be in Atlanta, Austin, and Chicago, or If you want to help a sister out and you have friends in that area, if you would share that I'm coming to town, that would rock my world. Um, That was said like Shanene from SNL. If you remember that, I might be dating myself, but I'm very good at that impression with crossed eyes and, um, you know, the crazy face she made. So with that said, I would love to see you. And today's guest was intro to me um, by an amazing woman. And I also know that she knows so many other amazing women. And that was part of why I was like, oh my God, she has to come on because she's like a soul sister. So Robin Euclid is an AADP certified health coach. She's an author. She's a speaker. Oh my God, she's a leading expert in holistic digestive health. And I know that this is such a big deal for so many people. So if you have some different things going on in your life right now, just within your body, digest, um, digestive issues, um, that you're curious about learning about, maybe you've been feeling a bit off. This might be the podcast for you. So for nearly a decade, Robin has helped clients shed both physical and emotional weight with her straightforward yet supportive coaching style. So she is the author of the best-selling books, Go With Your Gut and Thin From Within. The Go With Your Gut Way to Lose Weight has been featured by the cooking channel, The View, The Today Show, The Wall Street Journal, Health, Mind, Body, Green, Well and Good, The Chalkboard Mag, and so many more. You guys, this woman is awesome. 
and she delivers incredible content. And if any of these things are what you're struggling with, digestive problems, emotional eating, and so much more, you're definitely going to want to listen in until the end. So let's get started. Robin, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me and thanks for being such a badass. You're awesome. So I'm really excited to be here too. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. I will totally receive that. Um, And I'm thrilled to have you because it's one of those, there's just so many of those connections in the world where I keep seeing you with all of my favorite people. And I'm like, well, then this must mean she could be one of my favorite people too. So (laughs) that's like the best when you just share all these friends and finally you get to come together. So so excited. Yes. And a good sign of where you're supposed to go, right? With so many facets. So it's where there's like, there's energy. That's little, like little sparks, little fireflies of energy from the universe. So it's good to pick up on them and and go there. Oh, I love it. You know, and I'm always so, we're all so connected. It's crazy because it's like last night I went to dinner with a group of women who it was kind of like this email that we all threw together and just threw different names of women on this list that were like, I love this person. I'm going to invite her to this dinner and I love this person. And it's funny, you get in a room and you're like, you're all supposed to be connected or you've all connected in one way or or another. So soon we're going to just have to have this giant like dinner throughout the U S that's just rotating because we all need to get together. So (laughs) I'm into it. I was actually thinking of doing a a kind of like a global dinner party Mm. with my recent book and have everybody make a recipe together. Cause I'm, I'm just into that sense of connection either, even if it's just on an energetic level and you kind of think like, yeah, that sounds cool and sounds fun. And, but what's really the point. And I think about like, what's really the point. The point is like, you feel good when you're in a space like that, you feel good when you feel connected to others. And when you feel good, you're in that vibration of being able to do more good that also feels good for you and feels good for other people. And it's kind of like why we're all here, right? It's not just to feel good, but to just feel like we're in the vibration of what feels true and right for us in that moment, whether it's a dinner party or, you know, doing the work that we do. Oh my God. I kind of love that this conversation has gone here because this is pretty much what it's about today with you is I have really found that through I'm always so intrigued talking about food because there's no way that you can talk about food without talking about your life and if you feel connected to yourself and to other people because my life truly changed when I decided to start stop isolating myself with you know just when we're alone we we get more into our stories which means we get more into our food stories which means we get more into our heads and then from there it's like you're not in a place where you are just where you're feeling fulfilled from outside things so you're just empty and numb and so many things happen from there so first of all I would love for for people to get to know you a little bit better so if you could just share a little bit of your um maybe your life's philosophy and how you got to that place yeah. And so much of what you're saying around the food stuff, air quotes and stuff is like, so what I went through in a, a new place I'm now living from. So, mm. um, to, you know, start from childhood, I very lucky. I grew up in a loving home and I had a mom that made food from scratch on the regular, like cocoa van and lemon meringue pie. Like this was normal. Like she would bust out chocolate souffles on a Wednesday night. So I always had a a solid relationship as far as food is comfort, food is love, food food is connection, food is family. And that was all great until my booty popped out when I was 13 years old. My hips popped out and unfortunately my boobs didn't pop out or what I thought was unfortunate (laughs) at the time. Like it didn't quite match. Um, But all of a sudden I had this shape and I just didn't look the way that I thought I was supposed to. I was like, something's off here. Like it's just, all of a sudden weight became a thing. It became Mm. something that I was focusing on and immediately deemed this is bad, right? Before you were good and now you're bad. Mm. And unfortunately, all the messages that I was getting from the media at the time were, you know, confirming that or reinforcing that rather. Mm. And so that began, you know, my career in dieting and just trying everything outside of myself that I thought would be the thing that would fix me. And, you know, constantly wishing that I looked a different way than, than I was. And, you know, through this, my physical weight fluctuated, but it's so much more than that. Like it was all about the emotional weight that I was carrying around the emotional weight of, of not feeling like you're living your life in alignment. Mm. You know, the weight 
was just a physical symptom of my my life being out of alignment, of not listening to my soul, my calling, my intuition. And obviously that wasn't, you know, necessarily the vibration of when I was 13, but it was something mm-hmm. that was brewing even at the start of that. And at the same time, I always saw my father struggle with his weight. Mm-hmm. Always. I remember we would connect over food that I was kind of like a cohort in his food <laughs> conspiracies. So like, you know, we would go into the city. I grew up on Long Island in New York and we would go into the city and see those terrible, stale, giant pretzels. And he'd be like, Robin, you want a pretzel? And I'd be like, uh, sure. Not wanting a pretzel, but, and he would want it, you know? Mm. And I remember my mom, I remember seeing her again, my mom, this amazing cooking, making these cookies and hiding them like on the top back shelves. And I remember my dad trying every diet. And I just remember like him struggling through that. And that that was always kind of the joke in the family Mm. that nobody ever took a moment to be like, wait a second here what's going on? You know, Mm -hmm. you know, that there was nowhere for him to go to, you know, explore what was really beneath the diets and beneath the, the body image stuff, because it was never just about, well, I weigh this amount and I need to weigh this amount for my health. It's what's going on in my life that I'm eating over, that I'm stuffing down, that I'm not looking at, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's got that kind of like that top surface piece of it. And also that deeper, deeper work. And eventually over time, I found myself living in Los Angeles and working as an actress or not working as an actress rather and just feeling really, you know, unfulfilled in my career. And I met my now husband and I met this guy, Scott, and we, he lived in Santa Monica. And so he lived up the street from the farmer's market. And at that point I'd been, you know, a single girl living out of Trader Joe's, like it was her job. And, you know, not that there's anything wrong with Trader Joe's or bad. I don't use those words, but it was, there wasn't quite a connection to the food. It was like, okay, this is still that diet brain of how much can I eat or how little can I eat or, you know, feeling sad or lonely at night and looking for that um, connection to family, to someone, to myself in the kitchen cabinets, you know, kind of eating my way through that experience. And when I met him, I started going to the farmer's market and I started to see like, oh, this is food. Like this is real food. And if I bring this home and I do something with it, it becomes this experience for us. And all of a sudden I'm eating my meal from this nourishing place, from a place that feels fun, that we're laughing, we're connecting. It's kind of like what it was like before I decided something was wrong with me when I was 13 years old. Mm. So so kind of this full circle moment of this is so much more connected to the love that I felt around the dining table um, as a child. And so I started to make that connection and realize like there's something here. There's something in a passion around this. And so I found my way to the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. So I am a certified health coach through that program. And um, I learned through that school, like, wow, like how much unpacking I had to do around my own diet story. Like I Mm -hmm. thought my thoughts around food were like how you lived. You know, I thought you would think, um, okay, so I said no to the dessert. I'm good. I can get in these pants. Oh, I'm good. Oh, I overate that whole box of graham crackers. I'm bad. Even though like, you know, better, even though you're in a somewhere in your adult journey. Right. Um, I was still having these thoughts. And so I realized in nutrition school, like not that I would classify myself as having a category, what would one would define as an eating disorder, but definitely a disordered way of eating. Mm -hmm. Definitely this, like everything that I've even just said to you in this, in this recording, like, Oh my God, how it all just sounds so exhausting, Mm -hmm. right? To live your life expending so much energy in your head around your food choices and about what's right, what's wrong, what's good, what's bad and your weight. And it's just, it's, it's, it's exhausting. And it, and that more than any number on the scale weighs a ton. Mm. and right Mm -hmm. I'm just like you you are like preaching to the choir I'm like (laughs) that is pretty much my story so I'm so relating right now yeah I know we have so many connections there Mm -hmm. too it's and in and it's I look back on my like sweet self and current self even like I still need nurturing around this is just I didn't know where to go I didn't Mm -hmm. know who to talk to my mom didn't know how to talk to me she just knew that I wanted to look a certain way and she was trying her best way to help me not you know saying things like do you sure you want to eat that or maybe you want this instead no one's taught this you know Mm -hmm. that's why I'm so psyched that there's even podcasts right now where I can get on my little soapbox and preach and teach and share and connect that 
here's how we can have a new conversation around this. And so the turning point for me really came, well, there's a few. And I always say like, there is no real point, right? People are like, what was the aha moment? I'm like, I'm still having aha moments. You know, I'm still checking in with what's going on in my life and what do I need and what does my body need? Um, but at that time, unfortunately, the healthy training that I received at school was also me trying to fix myself from an outside source. And so healthy became a new diet for me. Mm-hmm. I think like wellness can become for a lot of wellness babes, you know, something else to focus on aside from what we're really feeling. And so the cookies became kale chips and, you know, it might sound silly, but we're still not designed to eat two boxes of kale chips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, that's not, you know, that's not good for anybody's belly. Um, you know, my, my, I felt like my outsides were still not matching my insides because I knew I was still overeating at mealtimes and eating over my feelings. And that's what I couldn't really get a hold of. Um, but thankfully, and I want to share this message with your listeners, I didn't let that stop me from opening my health coaching practice, working with clients, and just moving forward with the wisdom I did have, with the stories I did have to share at the time, with how I felt I could support and just show up for people and help guide them, even though in no way, shape, or form did I have this air quote figured out. Oh, I love that. And do we ever have it figured out? Like, I swear, like, Heck no. I, I write a book on tribe and all of a sudden I come home after like two months of travel and I'm like, wow, I don't like the way my life is set up. I'm not with people enough. Like, I'm so lonely. And I'm like, of course, it's because this is we teach what we need the most. So it's constantly it's it's evolving all of the time. I can only imagine how, um, you know, you you hit on so many points that are just so spot on where I really thought that I had the food thing for the most part under control now. Like, no, I really eat when, you know, I eat what I want and I I try to eat it as healthy as possible and I feel really good around food. And then you take someone who is like very regimented and put them in two months of travel, travel, especially European travel. And let me tell you the stories that I'm like, oh damn, I have not even like confronted a lot of these stories yet. Like it just, I just came home from that and it just shattered so many Mm. truths and paradigms and it was the best thing that I've ever done. And then again, you watch yourself go right back into routine and those old stories can come up again, even though you just feel you shattered through so many of them. So it's interesting. It's a constant for me. It's a constant um, observation of because for me, what I found is it's all about, am I doing things just like you said? Am I truly in alignment? Am I doing things that are fulfilling me? Am I playing? Am I having fun? Am I laughing? And if I'm not, I find that I'm standing in the pantry, like legit standing in the pantry. I'm like, here I am again. It's three o'clock. I'm not doing something that I love doing. I haven't seen women for like a week, you know, haven't hung out with women and I'm in the pantry again at three o'clock depressed. Like it's crazy. Yep. But what's amazing is coming back from that and what you're sharing with me is that you're you're feeling it. Yeah. You're looking at it, you're observing it, you're noticing it, you're giggling around it, <laughs> and then you're starting to call in the shift. Yes. You're not saying oh, I'm a bad person. Oh, how did this get me again? You're saying, oh, isn't that funny? Mm -hmm. Look where I'm at now. Ha ha ha. What do I need? And where do I go from here? Mm -hmm. And really, you know, to your point of teaching and talking about what we are healing ourselves, this, my recent book in Thin From Within is all about that healing journey for me. It's all about how did the stories of trying to fix myself, how did that finally come to a place where it really did shift from a foundational level. Mm. And now I want to be clear about that. I had a foundational shift, but I still clean the heck out of the first floor, second floor, third floor. (laughs) You know, I still am like, okay, like I had a a, a great, like everything, you know, every transfer, big transformational moment in our lives, I feel like supports that foundation, but we still have to do the work on top of that. Mm. And so my final, like kind of getting off that this will fix me train was actually when I started, um, planning to have a family with my Mm -hmm. husband, when we started to like, think about that a little more and start to feel a little more right. And mind you, I was never ready. I I've shared this before with my community that I got, you know, God, will God, thank you, God, like universe, whatever you want to call it, energies that be powers that be. I was, I got pregnant really quickly Mm -hmm. and I was so not ready. And there was so much going on with that, but 
backing up a second so good to hear that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just like to share that just kind yeah. of like any shadow moments. I yeah. love sharing with people because, you know, you can have a wonderful uh, transition into mom life and have it not be all roses. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I resisted so much and it was actually like my first book was coming out and I was like, I don't have time for a baby. I have a book coming out and <laughs> super resentful. And everyone was like, your baby's going to hear you. I'm like, the baby and me are fine. The baby <laughs> understands me. The baby understands that it will be about the baby when the baby is here. Mm-hmm. And until then, it's still about me. And I will do my job and take care of this fetus. And I will go to my appointments and we will all get along. But it just wasn't for me to be mm-hmm. stepping right into that mother role right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I knew I'd have time for that later. So I'm just kind of sharing that little bit in case there's any to-be moms out there or moms out there that don't feel like they sometimes feel like mom's enough, you know, because I'm definitely <laughs> in that category. Um, I love that. The, I just want to tell you, like, thank you for sharing that. I love hearing okay. that because okay. honestly, I'm like waiting for this pivotal shift of like, oh, it's going to, I just can't wait. Let's have this child inside of my body. And it, <laughs> just like. Never came for me. Yeah, Never okay, came. Still a mom, hear. have a two and a half year old. And I'm going through it right now with the second one. <laughs> okay, awesome. And you never just know what could shift, but I'm like, so I love hearing. That's what I love is the just, I want to hear all of it. And I want to judge none of it. Like I want to just know totally. everything, you know? So that's yeah. awesome to hear. Totally. Um, so yeah, so the big body shift did come the foundational shift. I kind of refer to it was when I was thinking about having a baby and I did have a moment where I was like, okay, I'm having this kid. What's technically, um, genetically a little later in life, like late mid late thirties. And, you know, I need to make sure that this home is in tip top shape. And so I went to a functional medicine doctor. I had a lot of tests done and I just was like, I need to make sure that my home for this baby, um, you know, is, is, is I'm doing the best job that I possibly can here. And then I really had a moment where I was like, wait a second, like my body is my home. Like forget the kid, the maybe kid that's coming one day. Like this is where I live. Mm. How is it that I haven't, connected this before. Like, how is it that I haven't thought of it in that same way? And so rather than looking for something to fix me, I was like, this is my home. This is designed. This was created for, for me to live here, for me to be happy here. Your body wants you to be happy. Your body wants you to feel good and connected. And so where that, what that transformed for me around my food and my food process was slowing down, connecting to my body, connecting to my intuition, connecting to my gut, teaching more from that place, coaching more from that place, and just calming everything the F down. And the results from that were all of a sudden, I just could hear so much more clearly like, this is the meal that would feel supportive for you to have for dinner. And this is what you need to do after dinner. And so many moments leading up to that, I heard my intuition be like, you know, put the cookies away. And even at night, like I would bang my head on the cabinet or something would fall and, you know, bash my foot and I still wouldn't get the message. I would still plow through with the pretzels and the cookies. But, um, you know, in this, in this process around just connecting to my body in this different way, I heard those messages, but finally I felt like I was able to listen to them. So tell me one what by that one. looked like for you, the, the slowing down process, because I know, mm-hmm. I know when, when I was in it, like rewinding back to those times where I can, I could feel, it's almost like an out of body experience, right? Where you're like, you see what you're doing and you're like, this is exactly what I don't want to do, but you're almost like, I'm not stopping because this is what's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, so when, totally. when someone is in that, how do you say, you know, how do you, how do you shift that energy into, okay, let's look at this or let's slow down or let's just do something a little bit better than we did yesterday. Yeah. So first off, letting yourself off the hook for so much. It's like I spent, there's nothing worse than feeling crappy and then feeling crappy because you feel crappy. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's a spiral. (laughs) And I do that in so many things. I've even found myself doing that post holiday, you know, expecting myself to be all back in the groove overnight. And then I'm not. And then I feel crappy about it. And then I'm like, oh, well, you're such a lucky person. You have such an incredible life. You should feel amazing. And I'm like, I'm feeling even crappier because I'm feeling crap. It's like, okay, just Mm -hmm. (laughs) first off, like take a breath, just allow yourself to release a little bit. And then I, different things work for different people. So some people really need to connect in a very emotional, physical way. So for those people, I say, 
put your hand on your belly. Like I go through a little meditation. You could do it right now. Like go ahead, put a hand on your lower belly, below your belly button. And first off, just let your belly out. Like most likely if you're like most women, you've been sucking it in. It's just a habit we do. So go ahead and let that out and just see if you can breathe into that new space of it. And see if you can let it go even more. And then see if you can let the muscles around your belly go a little more. And then expect that there might be quite a bit there. Like there may be quite a lot of fullness that you're feeling under that hand. And you can take a second to recognize like, oh my God, whatever's coming up for you. And I'm just going to say, you may have feelings of like, oh my God, I'm fat or oh my God, I didn't know my belly could be so big or, oh my goodness, I have been holding this in all day or all life. (laughs) And, (laughs) and whoa, this feels really weird. And then you may have some thoughts of like, you know, this is unattractive or who's looking at me. I want to just stay with it, recognize whatever's coming up for you. Like it could be dark. It could be ugly. It could be nothing you want to repeat out loud. That's okay. You might have loving thoughts come up. Like that's something to note too. Like, oh, here is my belly. Heck yes. Like, (laughs) hi body. It's good to see you. It's good to feel you. You know, it's good to know that you're here. Thank you. May say some words of gratitude, you know, and just honoring like whatever this experience is for you. And then also taking a moment to kind of like check yourself. Like we think like, oh, well, I'm being looked at or I need to look a certain way. I'm here to tell you no one's looking. Mm-hmm. No one's looking. No one cares. It's just you on your little yoga mat by yourself. Everyone's real busy with their own stuff. And so you just be here with your own stuff. That's enough. And even if the stuff that's coming up for you doesn't feel good or they're not thoughts that you like or they're not particularly empowering, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Your just first layer of this is to just be with it and breathe. And then keep breathing with this now. And then, you know, let's just ask a question. Just keep your hand on your gut. See if something's like feeling tingly or just saying hi in this moment of expansion. And I'm just going to give a really basic question. Like, go ahead and ask your belly what would feel supportive for me to do tonight. Mm -hmm. I immediately heard a bath, which I always have so much resistance to. Like I know Instagram's all about the like flower baths and like these beautiful rituals. And I'm just like, I don't want to take a bath. It's time and it's annoying. And <laughs> like exactly the opposite of that. And, and so when I, t- when I hear, when I ask myself what I need, I almost always hear bath because it's very hard for me to slow myself down, you know, and take a pause and really luxuriate in some vastness, hmm. you know, that's not productive. And that's my own stuff that I'm working on and aware of every day. But for you, just see like, what do you, what do you hear? What do you hear? And you know, Lori, what did you hear? <laughs> um, I heard uh massage. Cause for me, like bath, honestly, for real, it's not the slowing down. It's like, I really actually don't like baths. Um, I, I can sit there. I just, am like, now what? I need like a rubber ducky, but, um, I can <laughs> totally get like all into massage and that openness and space of like, yes, I can go there. So that was it for me. Amazing. So yeah. So maybe you heard that. Maybe you heard you need to go for a walk. Maybe you heard you just want to Netflix and chill. Maybe you heard that you wanted to like go for gold with a double fudge Sunday, but here's, here's the difference. Here's the difference in what asking and getting real present with your thoughts and your feelings and your emotions around your food and your body does. It sets you up for an intention behind the activity. Mm. And setting that intention or tuning into an intention is what tunes us into our innate alignment. And so it's not that one thing is better than the other. It's, it's that the intention behind it and the presence behind it and the alignment behind it is what makes you feel amazing in your body. And the more of those experiences we can have, the more we can finally live from that place or at least be there more often than not. And yes, there's beauty in the darkness too. And there's beauty in the underbelly and, you know, the (laughs) less, 
lovely parts of life. Like there's, there's gorgeousness in that too. It's just, it's more around the being present for all of it and feeling all of it. And yeah, this might feel like feeling a lot of feelings and slowing down before you eat and, or before you go to make a choice at, you know, your lunchtime salad bar place and just putting that hand on that belly and asking that question, what would feel supportive right now? What do I need? What do you need? And I started doing that in that baby planning process. And I've been doing it in my daughter's two and a half years now. So add on a nine and a half month pregnancy. And that's a little thing too. You're not pregnant for nine months, FYI people. You're pregnant for 10 months. Just <laughs> want to clear that up. Because it goes from the, your, your last cycle, mm-hmm. um, which for most people is between like nine and a half to 10 months. So anyways, um, so all that time that I've just been asking, tuning in more and more. And even though I have so much of my food ritualized and what works for me and what feels good, I still ask before I eat something because I call this your intuitive food voice. If it's about food, sometimes it's about, you know, lifestyle stuff, but, um, having this muscle that you've connected to, that you've exercised, that you say hi to every day. So that not that it's there in the moments when you don't need it, but it's there in the moments when you do. Oh man, I, that's, that's such a beautiful question because I, I think sometimes we try to learn this concept or in the beginning when I was trying to learn this concept, it's like, when you're just trying to go off of what would, what kind of food does my body want? Like that's a totally different question than how can I support myself? Because when you come from a place of supporting yourself emotionally and really um, mentally, it's like the food, I feel like then you can really hear what would support how you want to feel. And that's kind of the place that's really helped me. So I love that question so much. It's so clear. It's just when I find that I am supporting, um, my emotions first, right? So now I can come from that emotional place of how do I want to feel? How is this going to make me feel? And then I get answers as to, okay, that food doesn't make me feel that way. It makes me feel depressed. So I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. This other thing in my life, dance class makes me feel that way. And I know I won't be able to dance if I don't feel, or if I don't eat this. So it's kind of like, it's, it's all so foundational. And I know that you're doing so many things in your life right now. You're a mom, you're an entrepreneur. Um, you probably have a million other things going on that you want to do or that you are doing or different projects. So how has, um, food become a foundation for all of that? Mm, great question. Yeah. I, I, I really, um, such a gift in, in doing this work and being a leader in wellness and writing books is you, you kind of look at what's working for you and you get to put it on paper. And once you put it on paper, it goes out into the world and then it gets amplified. And then you have other people who are doing something similar and they're putting it out in the world. And then this, it's this huge like reverb of energy and you feel that and it strengthens your energy. And it's just, really freaking cool. Um, so what happened for me, especially in this, in the last book and thin from within is, is I had a baby, I had a brand new baby on my hands. And I realized that, you know, mind you, you do not have to be a little like disclaimer anywhere in the baby making, having birthing momming process for these, you know, for what I'm sharing to, to relate to something. You don't need it to be about that. It could be about anything. So just want to kind of like shake that off. Um, But I realized when I had her that, and again, true for a lot of people, um, I didn't have time to make the food and eat the food. (laughs) I had time for one or the other. (laughs) And so, and I was breastfeeding like a vixen, you know, around the clock. And I realized like, oh my God, I need to eat food. Like I can't just get by on a little salad or a little this or a, you know, some muffin from the place down the street. Like I had to eat when it was time to eat. And so I had to get really organized and really clear. And I also, um, because my body was speaking to me so much through the breastfeeding process and post baby process, um, I got extra clear on what felt good and what didn't. And what I realized was I had to start meal prepping. So I had to have some things that were ready to go when I was. And so I created my power yogurt parfait, which is basically an amped up yogurt parfait. So you're getting a ton of protein, fiber, nutrients, macro, micro, all that you're covered. And it tastes like, you know, whipped dessert deliciousness. And it was just that right note for me of 
something sweet, but not too sweet. And, um, you can make a bunch of them at once. So I was making that for breakfast and breakfast. And I realized because I was having such a filling breakfast that I was finally like good until lunch, Mm. because even in the wellness landscape, I had experimented so much with different smoothies or an egg breakfast. And again, different things work for different people, which is why my ultimate tenant and my tagline and my name of my first book and everything I do is always go with your gut, Mm. you know, find out what works for you. But this was something that worked really well for me. And then for lunch, I developed this rule of five plate because I realized that if I was missing one of these components on the meal, I couldn't, I was hungry sooner. I didn't feel as satisfied. I didn't feel as energized. And so taking out some of the like thinky, thinky work um, when I had so much going on in my life with a new baby really helped me ground into my food choices. And two and a half years later, this is largely how I eat the same way. But like I said, I still check in. And it's not that I eat perfectly all the time. It's not like every meal has piles of kale on it. But again, it's that it's the marrying of the two. It's the practical of the what and keeping it simple and learning what works for me and the recipes that I'm making the book and the foods that I'm preparing every single week connected with that intuitive piece where you're asking what would be supportive. You're tuning in and you're connecting with your body and with your eating experience as well. So really that full circle of both of that is what has supported me in the, that whole long list of everything you said that I'm doing and trying to do in this life. <laughs> mm, so good. Um, and so we can find all of that in your books, all the different things that you just named. Yes. Yes. Okay. And you know, on my blog and on my Instagram handle. And so, yeah, I talked about my power yogurt parfait and I share more about that and a rule of five plate, which is um, greens, healthy fat, protein, a fermented food. And I mean, raw fermented probiotic rich sauerkraut because so much mm-hmm. of the, the foundation of what I teach is around gut health. And then the fifth one is a cooked vegetable. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of mentioning that, and obviously there's so much more in the book around the what and the why and the how, but really you might be hearing like that's a, could be a lot of food. And I just found especially that old diet brain of, um, especially with women like, Oh, I just, I just had a light salad with a little salmon for lunch. You know, we kind of wear this badge of armor of I'm not being seen. I'm, I'm light. I'm petite. I'm small. And it's like, forget that. What does your body need? What does your belly eat need? Eat your food when it's time to eat your food, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what you need on that plate to get you to that sweet spot of feeling fueled and energized, but not overly full and, and, and do it on repeat. You know, one thing I I say with a lot of my one-on-one clients is, you know, yeah, your food might be boring for a while. That's okay. Let it be a little boring for a while because, you know, you figured out a few things that make you feel good. And then we can spend some time doing some of that deeper emotional work. And then when you have another layer of what are you feeling, what are you trying to eat over, you know, what, needs to shift in your life? Is it a relationship? It is, is it your career? What's going on? Is it a deeper calling you're not listening to that's weighing you down? You know, we can do some of that deeper emotional work. And then when we do another layer of that emotional work, then you can come back and make the food more interesting, try more recipes, try some different foods, you know, shake up your weekly shopping list, but you can't do everything at once. Mm -hmm. You can't focus on it all at once. And that's why at the time, right after my daughter, I really had to focus on, okay, what are the formulas here that make me feel really good and keep it as simple as possible? Mm, I love that you shared that because it's so layered. Like we try to perfect our eating all at once when sometimes you just need to learn to eat at the right times, even though you might be eating hot dogs at the right times. I or totally like- <laughs> agree. I totally uh, agree. Oh, man. It may not be the time for you to figure out this food thing. Right. Totally. Oh my God. I, it's taken me so many years to be like, wait, so I don't have to eat five meals a day if I don't want to. So that took me a year in of itself to figure out when does my body actually even want to eat? And then from there it was like, what? does my body actually like to eat and what like really letting go. I'm telling you, this has been such a letting go process because coming from a family, um, you know, and you, you basically described my childhood coming from a family where it was just, it was all about food. I got so much fear around food that, um, you know, that it was just always coming for me. The weight was always coming for me because my whole family's overweight. So I didn't realize that the philosophy, the underlying, all of it was, I always just had a fear of food. So even, and I didn't even realize it. I thought I was done with it. Um, even when I went to Europe this last two months, because I'm like, well, Hmm. wait, what happens if I have zero control? 
because you know you have zero control sometimes in Europe they're like you're like oh I'll have this they're like no that won't taste good here's what you're having <laughs> and we were yep. like and a lot of meals like that yeah. you can end up feeling a lot further than from yourself than you would like to be totally and it yeah. worked and out totally knowing- fine it was totally right. fine after I leaned in um it, so that that made me learn like oh my god you can actually I had a beer every single day with like lunch I would have it was just so not saying you're ready for that I'm saying it's levels of being able to learn that I came home just fine it shattered everything that I believed have you had a moment like that or a trip or a time in your life where you're like whoa I I totally and I still do I'll I'll share this one story but you know one thing around that that I want to really let people know that you know it takes a really long time to make real progress Mm -hmm. with this Mm -hmm. and I'm sorry to tell everybody listening like Yes, you're going to have these moments. Yes, you're going to have these ahas. Yes, you're going to have these awakenings and they're going to layer on top of each other. But you may work on this for decades and decades. And it's okay. It's okay. That's why being as relaxed around it, having a giggle around it, finding your tribe and your community around it, you know, is, is key to having it feel fun. Because, you know, as Lori's sharing, as I'm sharing, like, this is stuff that we check in at in on all the time and I probably will forever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I literally think I will forever and it will always always keep me in touch with um just compassion and love and self-love and what I need more of because it's going to go back to that question right that you told everyone to ask it will always refer me back to that question of what what yeah. do I need to feel supported so I, w- I was listening to a podcast this morning and it was just saying it never goes away like the the things that you're dealing with the time in between just gets so much smaller yeah. so you'll go to yeah. the you'll yeah. go to that question quicker which is yeah. just thank yep. you for that and it you'll be so able to beautiful. listen to and the, the best is when you can listen to it mm. the best is when you hear because that's where my struggle was like I feel like I did so much work and I finally started to hear my intuition but I wasn't able to listen to it mm. and that that killed me. That was the worst. Like put the cookies down. And I just was like, no, (laughs) you know, and that was the worst. And so just know, like that was eight, I think eight years Mm. of like hearing it and hearing it and not being able to listen, but it's okay. I trust like everything happens exactly when it's supposed to, it really does or not everything, but so much does. And it's really nice to finally be in a place where, yes, I have moments where I'm lifting up my shirt and what's my belly look like today? And then I'm like, oh, you're doing that little habit again, Robin. What's going on in your life? Are you feeling stressed? What else is happening here? You know, and then I have days where I do feel free of that. And mostly it's just looking at all of it without judgment and with as much kindness and compassion as I possibly can. And then also like letting the people in on your life, in in on it, in sorry, laying the people in your life in on it. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for example, this is connected to the story I said I was going to share just a moment ago. Um, I went to, I was on a family vacation with my husband, um, and his family. And it was one of those where I think, I don't remember something was going on before I I needed to get up there. So I didn't, sometimes I'll prep. I have different layers of what I bring. I've gone on trips before when I've brought nothing. Mm -hmm. I've gone on trips when I've bought, brought everything and I didn't (laughs) touch any of it. You know, that's the worst when I have like six stasher bags, which are those little reusable silicone bags of like all these different things that I come home and they just, you know, took up all the space in the suitcase, (laughs) but whatever. But my point with this is I went on this trip and I didn't do any check-in before the trip. Mm -hmm. I didn't say, does it feel okay if you're not going to bring anything? Do you need to bring some stuff here? Like what's going on? I just, life was just whirling around me. And I got there and the type of environment it was like, I really did need some of my staples. I did need my probiotic rich Mm. sauerkraut. Um, I did need some kombucha so that I wouldn't be drinking as much wine. Like everybody was around. I needed some of my, you know, I needed the teas that I like. I needed some of this, the herbs that I add to coffee. If I'm going to have it, I didn't need it in that environment. And I try, I do look back and think if I'd asked my intuition, I would have probably heard it or something Mm. close. And so what that resulted in is I was so off my, off my schedule in the food, but I was also, also off of my intention and off of my, um, supportive questioning, right? I wasn't like tuning in. I was just way hard left. I went hard left. And what this ended up being was by the third day, I think it was someone's birthday and we had a Carvel ice cream cake and, I was so tunnel vision in that cake, like eating my piece. And then I went and had a second piece. And then I went to go have like a half hiding third piece. And my husband, and this is 
looping both points together of kind of my aha around this and also letting people in, in on your story and your life. Like he's, he knows what's going on for me. He knows that this is something that I continually work on. And it's not something that I ask his opinion necessarily or need his support. It's just that he has an awareness. This is something Robin works on. This is something Robin sometimes struggles with. This is something Robin has valiant moments with and moments where she feels not so great about it. You know, just being honest, um, about it, not overly obsessive, not saying, well, here's my diet stuff, boyfriend, roommate, whatever, just sharing with him from time to time as it feels appropriate. And he, I went for that third piece and he saw me like kind of half in hiding in the kitchen. And he looks at me and he just like took a breath and I took a breath and he's like, I don't think you really want to be eating that. Do you? And I looked at him, I go, I don't. Mm. I was like, thank you. Like, I don't, I just was like, so off of my intuition, so off of what my body needed. And it was so amazing to have this moment from this pure place of there was no judgment. There was no like, please he tell me to eat the whole cake. He wouldn't give a crap. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, Hey, you know, women and men, whoever like the opposite sex or same sex, whatever, you know, um, it cares way less than we think they do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they really do. Just totally. so everybody knows. <laughs> um, they really, really do. Um, you know, so it wasn't about that, but it was about that he could see that I was out of alignment and that he was just being a supportive husband. And it was just this moment where I was like, okay, no judgment, Robin. Like, okay, I, all right. Thank you. I've like sort of made a cup of lemon water. Cause that's all I had. Cause I didn't bring any of my tea. And I was like, what's going on here? Okay. You needed a little more structure. There's a lot going on in your life right now. You needed some of those rhythms, some of those routines, some of those pieces that make you feel more like you. And so it's understandable that after a few days, it's here you are. And mind you, I've had trips where I've brought nothing and wasn't trying to eat three pieces of carb, giant pieces of Carvel ice cream cake by the third day that I was in Europe or was on a cruise ship. And it didn't even matter. But do you see the difference? There was a difference here. Mm-hmm. And that's where that gem of information was, where I was like, okay, so now when I do things, I ask. And if I don't ask, I have a moment where I remember with a giggle. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, remember the Carvel ice cream cake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I got it. Okay. Oh my God. Yes. Oh, I'm like sitting here because I so do that with my husband. Like I, I have to say it out loud to kind of, number one, see if it's true for me. Because sometimes if I hear it out loud, I'm like, oh, that's actually, I'm good. That's not true for me right now. Or sometimes I'm, I say it out loud to be like, please be my witness that this is truly how I feel right now. So when I get in a situation where I get lost or overwhelmed, especially social situations, I lose all intention sometimes because I can get, I still get a lot of social anxiety. Don't ask me why, but whatever, we're dealing with that. Um, So the thing that I'll do is eating just like I'll go for food. And I'm like, okay, if I go for this, let's just, just remind me, like drink some seltzer water first or like just try something else. So just, I love that you share that because it does help just to even say it out loud sometimes to hear yourself say it can get you a little bit more grounded. Um, and some people need to journal and some people need to go for a walk and some, you know, it's like kind of figuring out too, like where you, where you can find that support. Mm. if it's from someone else or from yourself in some different way. Mm, totally. And, and that- again, all information. It's just all information. Information's amazing. It's like reading your horoscope when you're a kid. You're like, tell me about myself. It's yes. kind of similar. <laughs> yes. So much feedback. Like we're always getting feedback. It's just going deep enough to question what is this? T- I love that. What is this telling me? And this, and I also kind of want to like the backlash of that is, you know, I've had people say, well, won't this make me neurotic or aren't I overthinking this or aren't we ha- over obsessing about this too much? And my answer to that is you kind of already are obsessing about it. Mm. So how can you, there's a difference between like, you know, okay, so right now go ahead and like make a fist and like hold it tightly. There's a difference between holding onto something like that and now like make like a light fist and holding onto something like that. Mm. Like one feels like it has some ease in there. There's some breath in there. Feels like you can do it. The other feels super constricted and tough and hard. And if this is something you're already doing and a story you're already, you know, going through in your head, I'd rather it feel like it's got a little more ease to it and a little more softness. Mm. So again, the ultimate goal in all of this is so we don't have this conversation taking up 80% of your brain space and you can do the amazing stuff you're meant to do in this life Mm. or at least more of it more often. Uh, and that's, that's the real conversation with this, that I like that this whole thing goes back to for me. It's just, it's freedom. 
Like when you can get this part of your life down and you can really understand it's not your whole life, like you said, you can just go on and do the things that you want to do. And it's not that you have to have it down before you are doing the things you want to do. But what's something in your life right now that you are so excited about that, you know, you weren't able to do before maybe because it was taking too much space in your brain? Oh, wow. I think really get my business to a new place that feels so much more fun and organized. And like, there's such a stronger foundation to my business in the last few years than there was before. Mm -hmm. I think before, because I was in such a cycle of doubt around my body and around my food that I had an unhealthy amount of doubt in myself and in my work life and in my contribution to this Mm -hmm. world. So crazy. And that's pretty, that's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. I've never, that's a great, I've never had anybody ask me that. And I've never realized that before, but it's like, uh, yeah. (laughs) Mm, Right. When you said that, I'm like, that's a pretty crazy connection because I'm connecting my dots to like, wow, it's always a reflection, isn't it? In every area, Mm -hmm. it's not just food, but like you can really see how all the dots are connected in each area, um, of different places that feel out of control. Like I thought like for years I had hiring problems or I didn't know what structure (laughs) I needed or like I, didn't know what program or how to do what to do next. But like, really it was the main thing was how much focus I was unhealthy and negative focus I was putting on my body and myself and my food. And when that got a lot easier, it's everything else got a lot easier. Oh man. It's such an important conversation to, to, I think to have women here, um, you talk about it right now because it's so easy, especially in this Instagram world to be like, Oh, look at this woman. She's got it under control. Like, what is my problem? You know, and it just looks a certain way when really I think everybody's having some form of this conversation in their head. Totally, totally. And just know everybody listening to this, if you're looking at my Instagram right now, I'm spending a good portion of every single day doing something, some tool, some tip um, that we've touched on during Mm. this call, during this recording. Mm, I love hearing that. So what is going on in your world that is, um, you know, the thing that's lighting you up the most right now? Mm, I have to say my rock stars. So I run a rock star coaching collective coaching program and it's for women all around the world. And we talk about food stuff, body stuff, business stuff, but really it is like, what is, that thing they have to do in this world? What is their soul like screaming at them? And how can I help support them of living more in the vibration of, yes, I can do this instead of the fear voice. Mm. And what's amazing about that program is it really was birthed like out of my intuition, out of my soul. And any coach knows like when you find your sweet spot in your work, it's like it, it, it can move. You can move mountains with Mm -hmm. that feeling. And the amazing thing about that program is it's a nine month commitment, but it's, it's live every single week. You have a video call with me and there's no curriculum and there's no agenda and there's no preset homework. And what's so rewarding for me right now in my career doing this for nearly a decade is I have to show up every single week exactly as I am, no matter what I got going on, no matter what kind of morning I had that day, how I'm feeling about my body, how I'm feeling about work, how I'm feeling about what I have to contribute to this world. I have to show up. Mm. And I think me living in that discomfort zone you know, not only does it propel me in all these other areas of my life, but it gives the the women in this group permission to do the same. Mm, so good. It's crazy how being of just even being of service shifts even right down to the food. Like we were talking about, it's all just, it's all so connected. Like when I decided to live my life from a place of service and show up, you're like, wow, I'm maybe I'm not as hungry. <laughs> Yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, it's so good. So what is a question that you wish more people would ask you? Oh, wow. Um, I never thought about that. (laughs) That's why I love Uh, this question. um, (laughs) I'm like, one second. Let me ask my intuition. I think, you know, what's interesting. I think no one asks me how I do it all which is kind of funny because my answer for that would be like, I want to share with people. I have a ton of support Mm. and I want people to know that, 
So you may look at my life and be like, okay, she runs coaching programs. She's an ambassador for IIN. She, she has two best-selling books. She has a child. She travels. She has all these things, all this stuff going on, all this work, all these projects works out five days a week, you know, and, and I think we're so in a, we've gotten to this really cool place where we don't kind of ask people anymore how they do it all because Mm. we're better than that. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because we don't ask men how they do it all. They, we just, that's what they do. And this is what we do. And I think it's really empowering that this question doesn't come up, but I want to answer this question because I want to be really transparent that I personally, Robin really don't do it all. Mm. I have a nanny. I have a housekeeper. (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a personal assistant. I have a business manager. I have another support person in my business. I have a business consultant. I have a husband who's very hands-on with me in my life. I have other coaches that I have along the way. I have best friends. I have family, sisters-in-law. Like I, there's all this huge network that I've built around me that help do all of this mm-hmm. that you guys see on the outside. And so if you're wondering, how does she do it all? Like, I don't. And I want to be really, really clear about that, Mm. that there's a lot that goes into any of this. And so if you're looking at your life and being like, why, why don't I have a book yet? Or why don't I have that? It's like, this takes years, decades, time, and a lot of support. And a lot of the the personal work that we all need to do for ourselves to allow that support, to decide first Mm. we're worthy, how we can make space for it, how we can be creative with it. You know, my, my main gal, you know, when I first hired her, I had $12 an hour to pay her. Mm -hmm. I was like, this is what I have to pay you. Literally, this is what I can afford to pay you. This is what the business can pay you right now. Mm. And now she's a top salary employment employee making an amazing sales commission a few years later. Mm. So it doesn't, you know, don't be thinking like, well, I can't afford that either. It's like, well, where are you starting Mm -hmm. and how can you take some steps to get where you want to go? That's what I was just going to acknowledge you for is just, it it takes so much work to even get to that place. Cause I know some people could be on here saying, well, that must be nice. And, or that's why she's so successful, but it took a process just to number one, be able to receive that, know you're worthy of it. And to first even make that first hire, like, I know what it takes to even when you're in a place of, like you just said, the $12 an hour of saying, oh my God, I don't feel like I'm ready yet for, to employ someone. I don't even know how to be a boss and here's what I can pay for. And it's crazy. So to become the container who can actually have that and hold that and then keep those people and have them be happy and then have you be happy and and create that synergy between all of you. It's a, it is a big deal. (laughs) It's a thing. Huge. And so, yes, it is a massive blessing and that's how you can do everything. But the person that you have to become in order to do that is really, it's quite beautiful as well. So, and everyone can do it. Everyone. I don't care who you are. You can absolutely do that. So thank you for sharing that. I think it's super powerful Mm -hmm. and it's just really freeing to to hear, um, you know, especially when it's so many women, I think who listen to this either have children or thinking of having kids. And it's so important to hear the whole story for those people. So is there anything that is like a secret dream or the next, um, level of evolution for you that you are kind of thinking about in the back of your head for your future? I'm definitely drawn more and more to, talking about the way that I've come to be a parent and the way that I choose to parent my child and parent the people in my life and Mm. um, kind of the way that I've wanted to have a new conversation around the word thin and around our bodies and around weight and having it be a feeling and how nuanced it is and just have a having a very now conversation about it. I'm starting to feel called more and more to have what feels like to me a very now guilt-free conversation around journeys to motherhood and becoming a mother and years into motherhood and what that looks like. Because Mm -hmm. um, kind of similar to like the media back when I was 13, there just wasn't a lot out there Mm -hmm. um, and isn't what I feel now telling me like, oh, you didn't really want to be pregnant your whole pregnancy and you don't have to feel guilty about that. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just a lot more letting off the hook and letting Mm -hmm. your own story and your own journey be what you want it to be. Ooh, that's and good. knowing that that's okay. That's a whole other podcast. 
for the whole of the <laughs> podcast. Whole other, like, and I'm not quite, and I'm, and I'm currently growing into that. You know, I'm, I'm growing into that too. And I'm also in the little like resistance bath before the next wave. Also, you know, I go through it also. I'm like, ah, I'll never get there. I'm like, okay, Robin, what tools do you have? What do you need mm. right now? What would, what would feel supportive? Do you need a hug? Probably. Mm. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh, I'm so right there with you. Um, okay, so where can people find you, follow you, get your get your book, all that good stuff? Yeah. So the the best place is my website and then my Instagram, and that's all my name. Um, I'm sure Lori will link everything, but it's R-O-B-Y-N. So Robin with a Y. And then my slightly complicated last name is Eucalyptus Y-O-U. K-I-L-I-S. And then if that's hard to remember, my recent book is Thin From Within. If you go on Amazon or it's sold everywhere, you can see my author name and get to my website, which is robinucleus.com. And then um, that's also my Instagram and we can hang out on Facebook and all the places because I know social media can be overwhelming, but for the most part, I think it's freaking amazing that we can Mm -hmm. connect in this way and that we can send each other messages and just say to somebody, I think what you're doing is awesome. And that someone can receive that. And Mm -hmm. I just think that's really cool. Mm, I love that. So you guys, if you loved this episode, make sure you find her as well and just go follow her and I will link everything on here. And I always end with one last question, but first I just want to really acknowledge you and thank you for um, sharing so openly and vulnerably and just being so, it's such a real conversation and I think this is going to benefit so many people. So thank you for that. And our last question is, um, so you're on an elevator. Yep. Kind of cliche but I love this question. So you're on an elevator. It's only like three floors. So it's like 30 seconds and you're in there with a total stranger and they look over at you and ask you, how can I make myself happy? What would you say? Go with your gut. Mm. Amen, sister. Okay, you guys. If, <laughs> if you, one floor done in so one good, floor, and then we like, can that's hug. it. And then just stare them in the eyes the whole time. Stare them in the eye or hug them or hug yes. them or probably feed them like sauerkraut that I have in my purse. <laughs> Go with your gut. Eat some sauerkraut. That's amazing. Okay. All right, you guys, if you love this episode as much as I did, make sure you share it with your friends. And until next time, earn your happy. Bye, everyone. Thank you guys so much for spending this time with me on the Earn Your Happy podcast. I am so glad that you stopped by. If you could take one second to share this episode with someone you think would love it, that would be absolutely amazing and we would be forever grateful. Also, please leave us a review if you feel so moved by going to iTunes and leaving us an honest thought, an honest comment. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you want to hear more of. It would really help us out on our journey to helping thousands and thousands of people. Until then, don't forget to earn your happy. Thanks again, guys. Bye-bye.